Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof, where we're kicking life with bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan. As a master martial artist and sixth-degree black belt with 40 years experience, I've spent my life empowering kids and adults with hope and the courage and confidence to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears and battle through their challenges, to stand up to any bully they're facing, either real or in their mind. And now I've got the opportunity to share these messages with you each and every week. So get ready as we go on this life-changing journey together to become bullyproof and to live our best kick in life. Hey everyone, Master Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, I tagged uh, all my Ziggler speaker friends on here that we just completed a course. So uh, thank you very much for tagging me on your videos. I want to do the same. And um, those who are just tuning in, uh, since I haven't had a chance to get the recording studio, I'm kind of triple dipping on this. I'm doing the Facebook Live. I'm saving the video so it turns into a video blog. And then I'm sending this over to the producers of our um, Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life podcast. And they're stripping the audio off of that and uh, using it as a podcast. So win, win, win. Yeah, baby. So, good stuff, good stuff. So anyway, the title of this video is um, Don't Allow Outside Sources, or Outside Resources, or a source of any, any type, bully us, right? And I'm talking about mostly social media or the news media, right? Yeah, it's all that stuff that's going on out there. And we get it in here, we let it in here, and what happens? Oh my gosh, I know. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of good stuff out there. But unfortunately, the news media, and I just call CNN constantly negative network because that's all it is. All they do is throw out gloom and doom and, you know, the world's all horrible. Yeah, there's some bad things going on. Yeah, we got this pandemic going on. And I'm not making light of that. I mean, my gosh, you know, thousands and thousands of people have died from that. But thousands and thousands of people die every day anyway, right? There's a lot of good things going on. And I would have together to say that on average, 97, 98% of your life is pretty doggone good. But unfortunately, the news media, social media, they only focus on, uh, you know, three or 4% that isn't so good. Now, there's a part of your brain in your subconscious mind called your reticular activating system. Now, years ago, I didn't know what the heck that was because years ago, I didn't, didn't know I could read because I chose not to. But <laughs> attending conferences and reading, it's amazing what you can learn, right? That's why our number one black belt principle here at the academy is humility. Yeah, keep an open mind, learning and growing. Because I went through a phase where my ego, you know, knew everything about everything and it did not allow me to be open-minded enough to realize that all I really know is I know nothing as Socrates says. <laughs> so anyway, back to my point here of what I'm talking about, of the negative input. The reticular activating system, it, it's pretty awesome. It, what it does is it filters out, and we have on average anywhere from, I don't know, 80, 90, 100,000 thoughts a day bombarding our brain, right? We would go absolutely nuts, nuttering than we already par- probably already go <laughs> right now if we had to focus on every one of those thoughts. But what the reticular activating system does is this. It filters out what you focus on the most. Meaning, a common example, if you buy a new car and you pull the car off the lot, maybe it's a blue truck. Well, suddenly, your blue truck is absolutely everywhere, right? 
It's like, what the heck? I, I thought I had something different here. Well, that's a reticular activating system. It brings into focus what you think are about the most or what you're focusing on the most. So those blue trucks have always been there. You've never really seen them before because you never really paid attention. Well, the same thing with negativity. It's non-biased. Your subconscious mind is, and especially the reticular activating system. It's non-biased in any way. So you plant seeds of negativity in that mind, and you know your mind, you hear me talk about this all the time, your mental garden is the most fertile garden on the planet. Yeah, you know, your garden at home there. You plant strawberry seeds, what are you going to get? Well, strawberries, right? You plant onion seeds, what are you going to get? Onions. Same thing. You plant negativity here, especially let your subconscious mind chew on it a little bit, What's it going to do? It's going to say, hey, Rich, he wants some negativity. He wants some gloom. He wants some doom. He wants some things that make him feel bad. He makes, wants things that are going to make him angry or depressed or have anxiety. That's I mean, It doesn't know. But if that's what I put in, that's what it's going to chew on. And guess what? Everywhere I look, there's going to be gloom. There's going to be doom. There's going to be reasons for me to get upset. There's going to be reasons for me to be frustrated. There's going to be reasons for me to get a little depressed or have anxiety kick in. Now, I'm not making light of depression and anxiety or even anger management. Those are things I've dealt with and at times still deal with, just being transparent here. It's real. It really is. But my point is we continue to fertilize those thoughts. I mean, think about how do you make a garden grow? You water it. You fertilize it. (laughs) You give it attention. You give it sunlight. Well, the same thing. You continue to see these negative things and they're going to keep popping up because that's what you're focusing on then they're just gonna grow and they're gonna get out of control. Well, the same is said for the other side too. You start focusing on the things you you have to be grateful for. The fact that you've got a healthy body, you're living, you're breathing. Think about how many people die every day. Think how many people have passed away from this pandemic. Well, you got a leg up on them, so to speak, right? Yeah, you live in a free country and yeah, our country's got problems, but guess what? Millions and millions of people come here every single year because it's the best thing going, right? Yeah, if we focus on the negative, and what does the news media do? They pump that negativity down our throat. They do. And what happens? You get sucked into that. Ah! We're being bullied. Yeah. Now, here's what I, uh, with the media, I, I, I say this all the time, and some people are like, well, I don't know if it's that bad or not. I believe it is. I believe the news media is the devil's workshop. Woo! Wham! How's that for a right hook of reality? And boom, left uppercut of truth. But I truly believe that. Why? What does the devil do? He spreads negativity. He spreads hate. He spreads fear. He spreads doubt. He spreads gloom and doom. He wants pity, you know, turning you against your neighbor, right? Yeah. Now, the news media, just like the devil, has zero power. And you're like, well, wait a minute. How do they have zero power? You just said they impact my mind and they do all this stuff to me. How, how do they have zero power? Well, they do. The only power they have is the power we give them. Whoa, there's another right hook. Wham, coming at you, right? But it's true. And the power we give them is that when we allow those whispers in our ears, we allow those seeds to be planted in our minds. And then what do we do? Well, we harbor those thoughts, right? And then, of course, like I said, with the reticular activating system, the more we think about that, the more we're going to see the gloom and doom. The more we're going to see reasons to be upset and to be frustrated. And essentially, we've done it to ourselves. We've bullied ourselves, right? Yeah. Now, can we stop it? Absolutely. Is it as easy as I make it sound? 
Well, the truth be told, yeah, it's just like flipping a switch, right? I flip this light switch here. Watch this. What happens? Whoop! The lights go off. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I flip the light switch. It comes back on. So as I'm making light of it here. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate you, buddy. Or Mac. I said Mark. I like Tom Ziegler there. Yeah, thanks, Mac. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's as simple as flipping a switch. It's making a choice. But the problem with easy choices, when things are easy to do, they're also easy not to do. I know. I mean, it's easy to flip that light switch off and on because, boom, and that's what happens. You know, and no more energy, it goes off. Flip it on, the energy comes back. But for us to make a change, especially maybe a habit or maybe even an addiction that we've had for a long, long time, it's not easy just to flip the switch and get out of it. But here's, the, here's how it starts. You can't get to B, C, D, and E unless you take step A first. And step A is identifying the problem, right? Now, I've got the ABCs to become bullyproof. It's in my book that's coming out called Bullyproof. And the A is all about awareness and avoidance. Be aware of what you're having trouble with. Be aware of ways you're bullying yourself or be aware of ways others are bullying you. And then you follow it up by avoiding those things. Yeah, now I'm never gonna say and run away from your problems, but I am saying doing your best to avoid the, the areas that cause the most problems, right? So if every time you get on social media, you get ticked off and frustrated, man, be aware of that and try and avoid it. If every time the news is playing, you're like, ah! I mean, you just wanna <laughs> strangle someone, and then when you're done watching, not only are you angry, but you start to get depressed, like, maybe they're right, maybe the world is horrible. It's not, but it's their goal, the devil's workshop, to sell you on that fear, on that gloom, all that doom. Why? Because they get paid by scaring you to death. And you're like, well, how do they get paid by scaring me? Well, here's how that works. When, when you watch the news, you get frustrated, you get angry, you get depressed. What commercials come on? Antacids, stress relief. You know, talking about uh, go, visiting the doctor to get on antidepressants. It's insane. But those are the, the advertising dollars that they spend on the shows that cause you the anxiety, cause you the stress, give you the ulcers. And what happens? The more fearful you are, the more you got to watch. Because is the world really coming to an end? Is this really going to happen? Oh my gosh, I got to watch more. The more you watch, the more stressed out you get, the more depressed you get, the more anxiety builds up, the more ulcers you get, the more pills you buy, the more you go to the doctor, get on antidepressants. That's insane. But that's the reality of things. Do they care about you? No. Does the devil care about you? Absolutely not. Who does care about you? The person we usually turn our back on the most, right? You know, here's my cross. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. I wear that as a reminder. <laughs> as a reminder to, you know, uh, to give thanks to the Lord, to pray to the Lord, and always know that he's there for me. And also know that he gave me a God-given talent, just like he gave you a God-given talent. A talent that nobody else in the world possesses. You know, there's roughly 330 million Americans in the United, or people in the United States of America. There's roughly 7.6 billion people on this planet. But here's the deal. There's no replica of you. There is not one other person on this planet that has the gift that God gave you. And all he wants, thanks, appreciation, talk to him every once in a while, but most importantly, to use that gift to make an impact in the world. What he doesn't want 
and something I'm very, very guilty of. You know, I'm not here being self-righteous by any means. Everything I share with you are things I've dealt with before. I have been my own worst bully more times than I'd like to admit. But that's the one thing God doesn't want us to do. He does not want us to bully ourselves. He does not want us to take this precious gift that he gave us, this one in 7.6 billion, and destroy it with anxiety, with depression, with stress, with ulcers. And of course, the, the deeper we fall into that depression, and the harder and greater that anxiety builds, the harder it is to get out of it. And I know I make light of it by flipping the light switch off and on and saying it's as simple as that. Yeah, what's easy to do or simple to do is also easy not to do. And I'm obviously not being condescending in any way, shape, or form. I know that the, I call them the inner demons that I have to fight, the inner bully that I have to fight that continues every single day. If I'm not careful, that darn thing will rule my life. The same thing. So I've got to be A, aware of where those negative sources are coming in, aware of when my mind starts to drift down a path it shouldn't go, aware of the seeds that I'm planting in my mind and, and from who I'm allowing to plant those seeds, and then I need to avoid those things. Why? Because I just mentioned God gave us a gift, and it's not a gift of fear and gloom and doom. You know, the media is all fear monglers. That's what they thrive on. That's what they do. God gave us a gift of, of faith and hope and strength and power and conviction to be our very, very best, to make an impact in the world. Yeah. And as Zig Ziglar says, how do you get everything you want in life? By simply helping enough other people get what they want. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Well, once again, easy to say, maybe not so easy to do. And I see some friends popping up here. I got some comments, so I'm going to go ahead and put on my glasses here so I can see. <laughs> Oh, it's Kara. Kara, how are you? You make me smile every time I see a comment from you. So thank you so very much. And all things give thanks, which means even in the good, bad, and the ugly. Good, bad, and the ugly. That's a great Clint Eastwood movie, right? <laughs> Back in the spaghetti western days. But uh, in all seriousness, Kara's exactly right. And Kara, thank you very much. And I'm not kidding. I'm not just uh, uh, pandering you here because you're here. Uh, every time I see a comment or a heart, uh, you're, you're a good person. And you always touch my heart and make me smile. So thank you. Please continue. But she, Kara's right. The good, the bad, the ugly. Oh, there she is. Good stuff, Kara. It's, uh, um, <laughs> we got to take it as it is, right? The world, as, as it, it knows, it listen to me a lot. You know, how I end every speech, I give the Rocky quote. You know, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a mean, nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are. It'll beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. Yeah, you know that speech. You want to hear the rest of it? Okay. <laughs> and it ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. It's about how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, go out and get what you're worth, but you got to be willing to take the hits. And you can't be pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. Yes. Yeah. And essentially, you know, that's a wham, right hook of reality, and boom, left uppercut of truth. It's like the third or fourth one on this video. But the truth is, that's what God wants for you, right? He doesn't want you to have a victim mindset where the world's out to get me and everybody's uh, uh, down on me and, and uh, it's old poor pity party me. I know that sounds harsh. I know there's people out there that are struggling with the anxieties and the depressions and the ulcers and just not feeling good about yourself. I get that. But only you can help you. And if you need help, don't be too prideful. Don't be too arrogant. I'm saying that because, you know, 
Uh, I don't need help. I can do it all myself. Don't be such a wimp. Come on. I'm not saying that. If you need help, man, be humble enough to get that help. But be aware enough to realize where those negative sources are coming from. An example I give all the time. You think about a ship sitting on the water, right? Now, a ship is surrounded by water. But the ship only sinks when the water gets inside. Yeah, same thing here. We're surrounded by all kinds of stuff. A lot of good, a lot of bad. But what we allow in here, and if we allow the bad in, that's what sinks us, right? Yeah, keep that bad out. Just like a ship, it's airtight, right? Because it's gotta keep the the water out. Because once that water gets into that ship, man, it sinks. Once those negative thoughts, once the ugliness, once the fear, once the gloom and doom, and once you give up hope, man, oh man, that's not good. God didn't create us to be like that. Social media is a powerful, powerful tool, and uh, there's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of bad. Why? And someone shared this with me just just yesterday. I was talking about this, and it really kind of, I mean, I hadn't thought of this before, but it really hit me. We all realize, you know, I'll talk about the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is, is there. It's everywhere if we choose to see it. But what also is everywhere and even more dominant here on earth is the demonic spirit, right? The devil spirit. And once again, the devil has zero power. Zero power. The negative news network, the media, has zero power. But the power we give it. And when we give it that power... Now it becomes that unstoppable force, right? Yeah, and all it is, little whispers in your ear. Little whispers, little whispers. And some of my personal whispers are, yeah, Richie, you know what, they were right. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not tall enough. You're never gonna make it. Yeah, you've been writing this book for five years. It's never gonna come out because you just don't, you don't have what it takes. Richie, your martial arts business that took 30 some years to build, you're not good enough to keep running that. Those are the thoughts. And as soon as those thoughts pop up, man, bang, I got to knock them out of there. It's sort of like, if, if you will, my goal is to plant the most succulent strawberry seeds in my mind. And I want those strawberries to grow because I love strawberries, right? We all love strawberries. Even those that don't love strawberries, I bet if you put some sugar and some whipped cream and some ice cream on those strawberries, <laughs> oh man, those are good, right? Yeah. But just think about the strawberry seeds that I'm trying to plant here. Just because I plant the seeds, just because I water it, just because I make sure it gets plenty of sunlight, just because I fertilize it with the most uh, 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 fertile fertilizer, <laughs> words there, but uh, doesn't mean they're going to grow. I have to continue to work at it. And then just when I think it's going to grow, what happens if I don't pay attention to my garden? Weeds. Those weeds. Those weeds of self-doubt. Those weeds of negativity. Those weeds of limiting beliefs. Those weeds that have been planting when I'm, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. When someone told me I wasn't good enough, or someone told you weren't you weren't good enough. I mean, the, the number of kids that I see when I'm able to go out and give speeches and stuff. Uh, and and I've been out of the district. And I taught for those who don't know. I was a PE teacher for 11 years in the Edwardsville district. Great, great job. I loved it. But it was just time to move on because I was working 100 and something hours a week, and I didn't know who my own kids were. So, you know, it was the right thing to do to move on. And uh, I've got a few other things going along here, too, with the Grogan's Bullyproof that I'm going to be moving on and working more on that, uh, like with the podcast, the video blogs, and the book signings, and book tours, and everything else that's coming up soon, too. But um, with, with um, the, one of the greatest tragedies to me is 
I remember a lot of these kids I'd talk to when they were in kindergarten, first, second, third grade, and I'd ask them what they want to be, and they'd be like, oh, I want to be a singer, I want to be an actress, or I want to be a doctor, I want to be, uh, I want to be a teacher, or I want to be a police officer, or a fireman, and uh, uh, a scientist, or an astronaut. I mean, they're throwing all these things at me, and I'm like, yes, yes, keep believing, baby, throw them at me, and I love it. Because I used to throw a lot of those things at, you know, I wanted to be a, a pro hockey player. Uh, I wanted to be a martial artist, own my own martial arts studio. I wanted to star in my own movie. <laughs> All those things. And then, of course, what was I told when I was little? Get your head out of the clouds, boy. Quit dreaming. You ain't big enough. You ain't strong enough. You ain't smart enough. You ain't going to make it. All those things. Now, a lot of those things were said to keep me grounded and let me know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You know, that uh, the world hits, hits hard, man. It hits you. And once you get knocked down, it's hard to get back up. Point with the kids, follow up with them when they're in middle school or even high school. And it's, hey, guys, all right, who who said they wanted to be a, an astronaut? And went back when Master Gro Mr. Grove was your PE teacher. A few hands go up. How about a singer? Where's my singers at? Hands would go up. And sometimes the high school, you got to pry them a little bit more to get them to do anything. But the middle school kids are a little more uh, action-oriented. And then I'd say, all right, how about my movie stars? How about my musicians? All right, good deal, yeah. How about my uh, scientists and doctors? The hands are going up. I said, all right, so now we know. How about our teachers and, and our, and our um, police officers and firefighters? The hands are going up. I said, good. We wanted those dreams. Now, who still has those dreams? Rarely, rarely do any hands go up. That rips my heart out, man. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just like, oh. And, of course, I asked the question, the million-dollar question, why? Why don't you have those dreams anymore? And it's because somebody told them they couldn't sing. Someone told them they weren't smart enough, weren't good enough. And now with, you know, obviously social media and Instagram and Snapchat, oh my gosh, the amount of bullying that goes on there. Kids are afraid to really be who they are, really use their God-given talents to be who they were born to be because of the negative backlash, of the negative feedback, of the absolute flat-out horrendous bullying that goes on. It's crushing their spirits. So what do they do? They just blend in with everybody else. Don't do that. Don't let your kids do that. Now I'm not saying, you know, go and do ludicrous nonsense that uh, uh, um, they're gonna regret later. But I am saying, man, if they got a passion for something, if you got a passion for something, those listening, you're never too old. You're never too old to rock and roll, baby, yeah. Some of you will get that old, uh, uh, um, what was it, KC95 commercial. <laughs> I had a lady send me a message the other day. She said she's uh, 76 years old. She goes, um, am I, I'm 76. Am I too old for martial arts? And I said, there's two things you're never too old for. One's the rock and roll, and two is martial arts, baby. Get on in here. Yeah. Now, you got to do what you can do. I'm probably not going to have her um, you know, wrestling around with uh, some teenager, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, or even sparring with one of our five-year-old tigers. That's probably going to happen either, but you can get in there. So my whole point is you're never too old to rock and roll. You're never too old to be who you were born to be. But here's the deal. That bully inside, that bully inside, we give him or her too much power. And before we know it, it's crushed everything we are. So the whole point of this video blog, kind of the ABCs of becoming bullyproof, that A, be aware of the ways we are bullying ourselves is A number one, but be aware of where uh, those influences are coming from. If it's social media, man, start. I, I learned something a few years ago. I call it love, block, and delete. Love people, because God said we're supposed to love everybody, and that's true. 
But God also wants us to love ourselves, love ourselves enough not to bully ourselves by putting ourselves in bad situations and putting up with negative feedback. And, and uh, Now, if, if it's feedback that's constructive that's going to help you grow, that's one thing. But if someone's just being a flat-out jerk and trying to bully you, get rid of it. Love them, but love yourself enough to block the comment, block them, delete them, ban them, done, gone. I mean, the number I didn't, I used to hate doing that. I used to feel like, man, I block and delete somebody, then I'm not really helping them. And my goal is to, you know what, maybe maybe I used to think that way. And, and now you're thinking that way, I want to help you. But what I've learned now is sometimes people don't want help. Yeah, or maybe it's just not my job to help that person. But I cannot allow that person to bring me down. Because if I'm down and I'm out and I'm not feeling good, I'm depressed, I've got anxiety, I'm anger or angry, if I battle my own anger management problems, then I can't serve at my very, very best, right? I can't grow the succulent strawberries that I want to grow if I'm surrounding myself with, with weeds that have one job, one purpose, and one goal, and that is to suffocate my strawberries. <laughs> I'm hung up on strawberries. I'm going to go get some strawberries when I'm done here. <laughs> some of you are probably saying, stop! But that's the truth. You are who you surround yourself with. You become who you surround yourself with. If you're around four or five extremely motivated, uh, forward-thinking positive thinking, people talking about where they're going to go, what's going to happen, talking about how beautiful the, the sky is today. Oh, it's a beautiful day. you got a beautiful smile, always complimenting others. Man, you're going to be that fifth person. Why? You are who you surround yourself with. If you're around people that are all gloom and doom all the time, all they talk about is the negativity in the world and uh, how horrible it is and how mean everybody is and how terrible their boss is and how horrible their kids are and how horrible life is. You know those people, right? Yeah. You got to cut the ties, baby. Get away from them. Because all they are, weeds in your mental garden here. You don't want that. Why? Because the power of the group is what is going to transform you. Now, I, I encourage, and, and uh, we got a heck of a program here we call our TNT program. It's teachers and training, but it's based, it's a leadership program where the kids, even six, seven years old, uh, if they're they're uh, mature enough and high enough rank, we throw them in there and they get out in front of the class and lead some warm-ups. Wow! But that's teaching them to stand out in a crowd. But here's the deal. Even the greatest leaders, if they're surrounded by negative input all the time, they're going to cave to the pressure because you are and you become who you surround yourself with. And you focus, as I started this video off, talking about your reticular activating system, started this podcast off, what you focus on magnifies. You think about negativity and gloom and doom, you allow the news media and certain channels on social media to plant negativity in your mind, that's going to keep popping up, baby. Your reticular activating system has one job. Your subconscious mind has one job, and that's to give you what you ask for. Now, a lot of times when I'll say that, people will say, well, I've been asking to win the lottery for years. <laughs> well, it gives you, you have to, and here's the deal, you can buy lottery tickets all the time. There's nothing mystical and magical about that. It's a crapshoot, right? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But it has nothing to do with, I hope I win the lottery, I hope I win the lottery, I hope I win the lottery. All you're basically telling your subconscious mind is, I can only focus on winning the lottery. I can't focus on building my best life because that's all I want to focus on. Well, if you win the lottery, great. But here, here's, here's the, uh, uh, I guess, the hard truth about that. 85% of people who win the lottery within five years are back to where they were or worse. Why? They haven't conditioned themselves to live at that level. So they spend all the money and then now they're broke again. I hope I win the lottery again. 
But what usually ends up happening, that's one of the highest rates of suicide. You had went from nothing, have it all, now you're down to nothing again. Well, I guess there's no point in living. What happens is you're feeding your mind the wrong garbage. Now, I'm not saying, you know, if you want to buy a lottery ticket, buy a lottery ticket, go ahead. But if you take the amount of time and energy you spend on wanting and praying to win the lottery, on reading books and bettering yourself and going to conferences and surrounding yourself with uplifting people, that's going to be a lifetime. Prime example here, 2012, I didn't know I could read, so I chose not to read. And, uh, you know, it's not that I was around bad people. I just wasn't around people that were uplifting, people that were forward-thinking, entrepreneurial thinking. You know, I was always the uh, square peg in a round hole. I'm always talking about, hey, uh, what can we do to be better? What can we do this? Oh, why, don't, why can't you be content? Why can't you just settle? Why can't you? And I'm like, man, I, like I'm being bullied around the peer group that I'm around. Aren't you good enough the way it is? Well, I'm happy with what I got, but I know if there's more, God planted something in my heart that I want to do more. Just like, you know, with the Martial Arts Academy. You know, I've been bankrupt twice. Had a house foreclosed on, cars repossessed. I didn't used to talk about those things because they were embarrassing. But now I share them openly with others who may be battling through that. It's not the end of the world. I had a buddy not too long ago. He was on the, he had a thriving, successful business. And uh, something happened. It just come crashing down. And he was filing for bankruptcy. Now, he was in distress. I mean, he was distraught. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I can keep going on. I said, dude, here's the deal. It's all monetary, right? It's just money. It's just a house. Now, easy for me to say that. It wasn't easy when I was going through it. A lot of tears, a lot of crying. But, you know, I've been get back to my point with him. But when I went through all that thing, one thing was missing in my life. It was God. I always put him on the back burner. He was like he was on the shelf. I would go to him in time of need, and then I'd go back and put him back on the shelf, and I'll just, you know, go to him when I need him again. Man, you keep him front and center. He's going to help out, help you get through those things. It doesn't mean bad things aren't going to happen, but it just means he's going to give you the power and the, the willpower to get through them. So anyway, back to my friend who had ended up filing for bankruptcy there, and uh, he didn't lose his house, but he came close. What I told him was, look, man, if they take your house, take your house, take your cars, you know, you can, you can get those things back, but they're never going to take your kids. He had two amazing kids, two amazing boys, and an amazing wife. I said, they, they, they can't take your kids, and they can't take your wife. You've got them in your life. That's going to help you, re, you know, grow. And he's like, oh, but if I make the same mistakes again, what if, what if, what if? I said, I said every bit of those what ifs. But once again, back to my whole point of this video and everything that I've been focusing on a, a lot lately is that bully inside, that bully in here. What happens is it starts in here, right? With those limiting beliefs, those weeds that are, that are suffocating your strawberry seeds and your strawberries, and it leads from here to here, right? goes from the mind to the heart. Zig Ziglar talks about, we oftentimes need a checkup from the neck up. <laughs> Think about that, right? We do, check up from the neck up. Because what happens is, once we get bitter here, it hardens the, the arteries, it hardens the heart. Yeah, it does. And when you got a hard heart, a solid heart, I mean, it's, it's, it's gonna be solid, but that heart's meant for love, right? Now, you got to be careful around some people because they're going to have to flay it up, right? Slice it and dice it, make julienne fries. But your heart's for the love, man. We can't let this stinking thinking get in here. we got to do a better job of blocking that out. Now, kind of wrapping things up here, is that easy to do? No, nothing's easy to do. I mean, it, it's easy for me to say it, but what's easy to do is also easy not to do. But we can't take that next step until we take that first step. And that first step 
Be aware of who you surround yourself with. Be aware of what input you're allowing into your mind. And be aware of, of, of where, where God is. You know, is he on the shelf, just break glass in time of need? Or is he a part of your everyday life? It helps. It truly, truly does. And that's a way I help defeat that bully within. I call it my demon within, right? I got to have the right tools and the right people to help me fight that thing. And there's no better resource than God. And remember, he gave you a gift that nobody else owns, nobody else possesses. And he gave you a vision. And here, here, here's one of the hardest things for me. I'm like, man, can't you see what I want to do here? Can't you see what I'm trying to do here? And people are like, no. And then I read somewhere, it said, look, <laughs> people can't see your vision because God didn't give them the eyes to see that vision. He gave that vision to you. Now, you can show them the vision by what you create and what you do and how you act and, and uh, what, you, uh, um, what you do to bring them or, or to, to, to fulfill that gift that God gave you. But people are never going to see it with you just trying to uh, describe it to them because they're not made that way. Just like you can't see their gift. You may not understand what the heck they're doing all the time, right? There it is. All right, folks. Thank you so very much. I have a ton of comments, ton of friends watching here. I, I, from the bottom of my heart, time is the most sacred commodity. And the fact that you took time out of your busy day to sit here and uh, listen to this. And uh, like I mentioned, I'm kind of triple dipping on this thing. It's for the Facebook Live, which I love this because the comments pop up. But it's also for the video blogs that I'll post later and then start building that YouTube channel. But it, right now, it's also subbing as my podcast. So uh, this will be episode number... Oh my gosh, I think 220, hot to check, but 220 podcast episodes, whoa! And uh, it all started with one, baby, one, then two, then three, and, and here's where we're at. But uh, time's the most sacred commodity, so I promise you with all I, everything I am that I'm going to continue doing the research, continue studying, continue to surround myself with people that are kind of filling me up uh, with, with the positive seeds in order for me to utilize my God-given talents, which is talking, <laughs> to share that with you. All right, folks, uh, quick update on the Bullyproof book. Uh, we, hit, we hit a little bit of a roadblock. I had to do some uh, um, uh, more editing than I had anticipated, but uh, we will have that book out by the end of the year. It's called Bullyproof, and uh, the book, it's written for preteens and teens. Uh, so parents, obviously kids don't buy books, so I'm going to kind of lean on you to purchase the book because it's written on a level that's fun for them to uh, read and learn and understand, but it also gives them the tools to help help them become bullyproof, but it's also a parent's resource guide as well if you've got a child that's being bullied and uh, and also help you with that bully within that we all face. So there's the update on the book. Uh, the podcast, you can find it on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Of course, if you're not a fan or uh, of our pages are Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. We've got a group and we've got a page. Uh, more and more people are there putting a ton of content on those pages. So subscribe to those babies. And our YouTube channel, I'm going to start revamping that. And that's Kicking Life Master Grogan is our... Um our YouTube channel. And as always, uh, if, if uh, we're not friends here, uh, send me a friend request. I'd be more than happy as long as you uh, don't have anything negative on your timeline there. <laughs> I will uh, 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 like your friend requests. And uh, other than that, I guess that's all I got for you. Folks, I love you. God loves you. Please get out there and share that love with the world. Get out there and be who you're born to be. And I promise you'll become bullyproof and you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Can't wait to read your comments. Can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof. 
This is your bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to sh- please share this podcast with someone who could benefit from this message. And please remember that five-star review to let others know that you're part of the Grogan's Bullyproof Tribe. And until we talk again, remember, you have the power to overcome your fears and battle through your challenges to stand up to any bully you're facing, either real or in your mind. So get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best, and I promise you'll become bullyproof and live your best kick in life.